Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Carolina Social Club podcast. This is episode number 18, and uh, it's going to be just me and B tonight. Eddie oh, is legal tonight, baby. Hell yeah. Eddie is uh, out. I think he's, you know, doing the California thing. Um, I, I don't want to I, I don't want to blow a spot up. <laughs> besides saying that something religious i yeah. think that's what it is i'm pretty yeah, we'll, sure we'll go with that we all know how much of a hardcore evangelist eddie is the most so, evangelical person i've ever met that's why we really don't talk about much religion here you know the one time we did the jesus stuff but then the, it got it got uh, heated yeah i feel fairly certain that he's put a curse on me which is why i wasn't here last week i, I mean I, I will say your internet is seeming a lot more consistent today with him not here. I want to point that out, everyone. Okay, I'm not saying that Eddie has a direct line to Jesus, but I am here now and he's not. So, huh? Let's just, oh yeah. Let's just let that marinate here, everybody. All you, all you listeners at home, sitting there in front of your your radios with the with the fireplace, listening to your FDR, you know, <laughs> fireside chats and shit. I'm a big fan of an FDR oh. fireside chat. Man, how have you been? How you doing? I'm, you know, I've had kind of a rough couple, like four or five days or so. Uh, just been one of those, like, weird depressive things. Um, yeah. I, Kelly says that I've I've had a, a personal rain cloud following me around, which is which is true. I, I called it out for myself. Like I recognize oh, it immediately. She says it in the cutest fucking way. Like, you have personal rain cloud. Like, what in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Even the thought process of it, that's adorable. Your sadness is so cute. Uh, yeah, like, it's, but she's right. I mean, it. it's just been one of those things that, I don't know, I've just been in kind of a funk, I guess. And, uh, you know, no, no real reason why. Like, the job search stuff is going okay. Like, uh, I've been sleeping a lot, which is, I guess, kind of a, depression symptom but yeah also just i've been tired <laughs> so you know i don't know how have you been oh man um yeah i have there is a big part of me in the last couple of weeks that is coming to the understanding that maybe i'm just gonna have to be a stay-at-home husband and a stay-at-home father because like we we've decided to let um our youngest stay at home now with me Okay. It helps us save some money because um, daycare is like uh, expensive mortgage payments, $1,200 for him. Um, and so we decided to keep him at I'm home. I'm sorry. Let me stop. Did you just say $1,200 for him to yes. go to daycare? Yes. My three-year-old cost me, cost us $1,200. That's so that's like, a month or like? Um, that's a month. That's a month. Yeah. In addition wow. to our, and I don't mind telling you all this, in addition to our $1,200 mortgage payment. So, so, it, so you you a, you basically are paying for two houses, but only you only get one. Yes, yes. Um, and so we made the decision for him to stay home um, while I do the the work hunt thing. The interesting thing is with him staying at home, that does mean we save twelve hundred dollars, which is already half of what I was making as a teacher. That's insane. But um, the other thing is um, he's. My, my three-year-old's a very in-your-face kind of kid. He is yeah. an extraordinarily wild child. And so he does not let you breathe. He <laughs> stays in your face. He was with me um, with no one here three days last week. Um, and my God, 
I've been doing uh, some LinkedIn learning, you know, trying to work on some certifications and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm not even through part two of a nine-part process because this motherfucker is in my face and every two seconds looks at me and goes, Daddy, I want hug. And if I don't give him a hug, he screams, Daddy, I want hug. And he literally <laughs> just, it feels like I'm being abused into a hug and I just give it to him. <laughs> Because he's just that ruthless with it. I mean, you got to get your hugs the way the best way that you can, man. You ever been forced to hug before? It's not as loving as you think it is, you know. I I have to say, like I, I've had this conversation with people where they've talked about like how when they go to uh, a family ga- gathering or whatever as children, they were told to give their aunt a hug or give their uncle a hug or whatever. That never happened to me. <laughs> Not not once, but I was also like a super affectionate kid. So maybe like it didn't happen to me because I just was down to hug whenever. I mean, I was, I was, that's like a, like a hug whore type thing. Yeah. That's fair. I I love hugs too as a kid. And I still love hugs. I also love hugs now. I will hug anybody like as long as they're vaccinated. Well, that's the problem is that Owen's not vaccinated. So every so often I do tell him <laughs> to read some papers, but you know, I, I send him some internet links. He doesn't read them because he's an asshole, but. Um, right. He also probably can't read yet. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but you know, he's not vaccinated because he's three. I throw quotation marks up. He's three. Um, and they don't quote unquote, let you get vaccinated if you're quote unquote three because it's quote-unquote vaccines are not quote-unquote safe that's right that's right guys i might have been listening to ben shapiro i don't know oh man i'm sorry (laughs) that's rough Um, but no man all these jokes man he is he is just not to say that i don't love the shit out of Uh, of course every moment but jesus christ let me finish my training let me put something on my resume so the interesting thing, and we, I know like prior to recording, we talked, I talked about the guy on TikTok who compares like, uh, raising puppies and raising children. So one of our, we have two dogs. One of them is four. The other one is two. And I, I believe your children are how old? Yeah, they're three and five. So, you know, same distance apart. Okay. The older yeah. one, the older one. Uh-huh. is the independent like she she's down for a snuggle but like she wants to make sure that it's it's her like her deal to get the snuggle uh-huh. the uh the two-year-old always trying to get picked up and cuddled every single time so like uh-huh. i'm just saying it feels it feels like you are trying to tell me that your dogs are like my children i think my dogs are just like children period and yeah, that's probably true. What are your dog's names, by the way? We got Gracie, who's the two-year-old, and Olivia, who's the four-year-old. One of my brother's wives was Olivia. It's a good name. I mean, not for him. It's well, a bit PTSD. I mean, frankly, we there was a, a a lady who we worked with at Lowe's way back when that lived at my parents' house for a while, and she had a daughter named Olivia also, and that wasn't that great either. But I have so. to tell you. I'll tell you how bad this woman did my brother. Whenever we were going to name our child after him, we were like, we need your permission for your name. He's like, oh, that's so awesome. I'm like, and the next step is our son's middle name is going to be Oliver. And it's really close to a problem for you. So I need to know. That's 
He tells me it's okay, but he still refuses to call him Ollie. So, you know. Well, you know. <laughs> like, okay, okay in spirit, uh, not okay in practice, I suppose. I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, rag on him, but I don't have any ex-wives, so I don't know what that what that's about. <laughs> I, too, have no ex-wives, so I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, that's really strange to me as, a, as I thought about it. I only have one friend I know of that has like an ex-wife situation, like an in-person friend. We both have a mutual friend, but yeah, I mean, like um, one person I actually converse with and see on a regular basis that I can be like, oh, yeah, you had one of those marriages that didn't work thing. How, well, and it's weird to me. I, I really would hate to know what that's about. Like I, I came to a situation once where my wife, almost left me and yeah. that was the worst two days of my life period yeah i, I mean I, I i'm just i'm i'm just saying like the the i want to know what it's like to have to pick yourself up from that how hard that has to be i can tell you like kelly and i have had some some times where we have like where it's really caused us to examine our relationship yeah um, and it, it, it sucks, man. Like there is, there's nothing worse. I think than feeling like your best friend doesn't want to be your best friend anymore. And that it's, it's hard. And fortunately we, we've gotten through those things, but I mean, yeah, man, I, it's also kind of weird for me because when I was growing up, most of my, like, I, I it was probably about, about an even split. A lot of my friends uh, their like their parents stayed together. Like the the guy who does the keyboard videos in our Discord, his parents have been together for you know longer than mine were, and my you know, my parents stayed together. Some of that was by the grace of God or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's been interesting to me. I haven't had to deal with with that level of like emotional turmoil in a relationship ever before. So it's. I will say, dude, the, the, well, some of the harder fights my wife and I have had, where we've talked about leaving, um, the thing that stops us is not us saying to the other, nobody's going to want you. It's no one's going to want me. So why would I leave? <laughs> so like, yeah, you're stuck. You can't get rid of me. No one else wants me. You threw away the receipt. Fucking stuck, dude. We look at the practicality of it. Like, so if I, you know, I give Kelly back rubs every so often, usually, you know, once a day or so. And she's like, God, if we broke up, I'd have to like teach somebody else all the right spots to, to back rub. I'd have to, to teach somebody else my Starbucks drink. But like, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of commitment to that. And, yep. and almost to a degree, my hat's off to those people that are brave enough to do it. Now, I'm not saying the guy relationships suck because our relationships are great. Yeah, no, mean, like, it's amazing. The ones that see the writing on the wall and and are able to pick themselves up. I know it sucks, but man, I, I can I couldn't imagine. And my hat's off because, like I said, I think we only know the one that's going to actually hear this. The other one, who is my friend in real life, who I have given the link to this thing to four fucking times, has yet to fucking listen. So you know, Chris, I hate you. Um, <laughs> I knew, I knew it, I knew it. That's so good. He had, yes, man was married one time, and I would like, you know, I've even asked him like, hey, you know, what would be cool if you were to come on and you got some really cool insights because you're, you know, for one, you're black, and we talk about black stuff, and 
and for two you've been married and for three you are like jesusy and shit so like there's lots of cool shit you could offer in a in like a guest spot we are always looking for guest spots and he's like yeah that sounds great that sounds awesome give me the link and i'll pause and i'll be like i've given it to you four goddamn times chris you know what the funny thing is about that is that we did a podcast with him yes like so it's not like he can't do it or doesn't know how to do it or whatever we've done a podcast with this man he has a, he runs a nonprofit now he has his own discord i've even said to him hey you know what i helped josh with a discord josh knows a lot about discord do you know what we could do we could do lots some corporate synergy type shit because josh knows his way around stuff i'm beginning to know my way around stuff we could learn from each other yeah you know, that's awesome Give me the link and I will pause and I will be like, I've given you that link three <laughs> fucking times. So I got, he's online on Discord right now, but my desire to shit talk him right now is pretty fucking high. So, yeah, even though you'll never hear this, Chris, I'm disappointed in your choices, man. Yeah, very, very. He's apparently trying to get married again. He's in, I know his girlfriend ain't going to hear it, so I don't care. I, <laughs> I got to say, I, I think that if I were ever in a position where I had been married once before and it didn't work out, I think it'd be tough for me to want to get married again, but I'm also not Jesus-y. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. And I don't even know how Jesus-y his girlfriend is. Here's the thing. He met her during the pandemic. I've seen her one time and that's it. And they've been together for like eight months now or something. And they're already, he's already thinking about like tying the knot. I have no room to talk, dude. I, I know, I know you don't, but like, I don't, I like your your situation is a very much an outlier. Yes, I know, but it's one of those outliers that makes it so that I can't say shit on anybody. <laughs> right. Well, conversely, don't you think that's too soon, motherfucker. Have you looked at a calendar? Yeah. <laughs> I would just say no. conversely, you know, Kelly and I have been together for almost eleven years, and we are not going to get married. So. Yeah. There's- there's really not much need you know i i didn't have a dowry to to give her family and yeah you know we 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 didn't need to consolidate houses for the sake of avoiding war so there wasn't much a need to get married we just kind of figured that was the way it was supposed to get done you know i think in in like some cases where you have somebody who wants to uh change enough about their life that they can like really put their past life in the rear view i can Mm -hmm. see i can see where we're you know getting married and having the opportunity to change your name and and that kind of thing would be a good a good way to do that i guess that that to me is like the only real practical application of marriage beyond like you know i guess it being easier if one of if something happens to one of you Right. But like even the tax benefits aren't aren't as good anymore. I don't think they're even useful anymore. No, there, there's great tax benefits to having kids. Yeah. But then there's other problems with having kids like kids. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really hard to argue um, for marriage. I don't really even see a point to it either. Um, at this point, one of the biggest reasons that my marriage is sticking together in large part, besides the fact that we did it once already and there's no point in breaking it up, is 
we just like to say we have the best marriage of all the rest of our families because it's longer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the competitive aspect to it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, dude. When when you've got family that looks down on you for any reason, you can just look at them and be like, yeah, well, my wife ain't left me. <laughs> oh. oh, dude. Speaking of my wife and people leaving each other, I started working on my wife's family tree today. It's, oh yeah it's been a minute since i've been working on it and i got on it this time um and again for anyone here who does not know again my wife of the african persuasion um did a dna test she is 25 percent cameroon nice and congo uh congolese um she's 20 percent mali 18 percent ghana and then it's 13% white. And then it's like a whole bunch of 1% that end in Swedish Denmark. Anyway, and I got to tell you, nothing for me is more depressing as a white dude in the South, like looking at my black wife's family tree and realizing <laughs> there's a certain point where I have to look at her and be like, oh, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again and it's always about 1860 to 1863 and i wonder why yeah <laughs> you know what was weird for me about doing the um we did 23 and me like probably six or seven years ago now yeah when i got the results it says on my mother's side i only share 49.95 percent of her dna and on my dad's side only 47 and a half percent DNA shared. So where the fuck is the other three and a half percent or whatever, two and a half percent? Does it make sense? Are, are you saying, are, are they saying there's like another, another party involved here? Or? I don't see how there could be. Like if it were, you know, a 30% split, sure. But it, you know, it'd be like when, when cats give birth and they have like six fathers for one mother cat or whatever. But but no, but here but here's here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. My brother, I only share forty five point two percent DNA with him. So like what where the fuck is the other part of my DNA? I'm just I'm just saying. This is why the people at Jurassic Park put the frog DNA in. They just couldn't they filled the gaps. And I would like to know where my gap is. You're part velociraptor, dude, obviously. I'm, I guess, like <laughs> it was uh it was a little overwhelming when when I first discovered that. I was like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> like, you know, there was there was a, a brief a brief question that was like, you know, is there a chance that that I'm adopted? Because I think everybody has that has that question when they submit their DNA test. Like, what happens right. if I find out that I was adopted? Well, right. obviously I wasn't adopted, you know, it with with 49% of my DNA coming from my mom and 49 and 47% of my DNA coming from my dad, clearly I am their birth child. But that still leaves out, you know, a very small portion of my DNA. And where the fuck is that? I want to know. I just want to know. I have to Google that. Well, apparently the only percentage thing is ethnicities and regions. It's I don't understand 
Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you were. Maybe you were. Maybe you're Jesus. Maybe you are Joshua. I just. I just want you to know. Also, by the way, point uh, four percent Angolan and Congolese. <laughs> And uh, 0.1% Senegambian and Ghanaian. So you really could walk up to a girl and be like, you want a little black in you? Yeah. And be like, I got you. I mean, put wow. it to you this way. Put it to you this way. I, I'm the only person that, that Kelly has dated on any kind of serious level. And, you know, so once she went black, she never went back to anything. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are officially Carolina Social Club, the foremost <laughs> experts on African history and the African diaspora. That's us, us and our roughly two percent blackness. Well, it's it's like it's so weird when I go through this. It's so it's so fun to go through this because like, you know, there's a lot of British and Irish, of right. course. There's a lot of French and German, but then there's a little a, a little bit of Spanish and Portuguese. Sure, that makes Weird. sense. Weirdness. There's some broadly northwestern European. It doesn't really say much beyond that. But then, sure. then there's a little touch of broadly East Asian and Indigenous American. Oh, okay. So you're 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 native and you are Mongolian. Yeah, I am a mutt. You a true mutt. Genghis Josh. Yeah. That's great, actually. Well, and then the well, other thing is the very the very next thing when you when you pull up my little overview or whatever, yeah, uh, and then the one of the very first things you can see is your Neanderthal ancestry. <laughs> okay, I have more Neanderthal DNA than seventy percent of the other customers on Twenty Three Me. I don't even know what that means. Well, so it's interesting. <laughs> I was like, well, that's insulting. But then I went and looked. But then, but then I looked. I went and looked at it, and apparently, there's a lot of things about like my genetic makeup and the way that I grew up and things like that that kind of track. Like, I am. Have you have you have you hunted down mammoths for their for their meat? No, but I have a terrible sense of direction, and that's apparently from the Neanderthal copy from one of my parents. What? Yeah. Um. Also, apparently, hoarding is a neanderthal trait and that's a copy from one of my parents yeah the hunter hunting and gathering that makes sense. yeah um having a really great immune system is something that is a neanderthal trait and that's i mean that tracks too i hardly ever get sick wow so not only did kelly go black she also went caveman i mean oh my god that's look at her and just go hey girl you want some of that homo erectus there you go the ability to smell i mean i might i have what a much yeah my i have a much less sensitive sensitive nose than some people apparently that's a neanderthal thing uh man i you're you're gonna make me want to spit in a thing now because i need to know <laughs> There's all kinds of like weird stuff. I, I'll have to send you this so that you can actually see how how weird some of this shit is. Like, yeah, that shit I love so much. It's like it's one of my sweating during a workout is apparently a Neanderthal trait. Who knew? I thought that was just an in general thing. I, it's kind of what I thought too, but apparently people who don't have that particular 
genetic marker or whatever don't sweat as much during their workouts. So I'm very clearly just a Neanderthal considering I, I sweat walking to the bathroom. Yeah, I sweat all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, it's like 50 for... degrees outside and we're walking in a store or walking outside now that nobody can go anywhere. Uh, and right. I'm and I'm like getting clammy and, and Kelly's like, what what's happening here? And I'm like, it's hot out here. She's like, it's 50 degrees out here. It's freezing out here. No, no, it is, it's not. You gotta understand it's it's friction. Uh, we were we were talking all about these these family connections and stuff. You know, my my dad stopped by today, which hey, that was a thing. Yeah. Um, and that's where a lot of this conversation began, and it was just like, dad really gets. My father does not understand how to talk to black people, which makes sense because he was a cop. Um, God damn it! <laughs> but like he, he just keeps trying to talk to talk to my wife, and it's like he wants to talk about slavery, but he doesn't ever finish oh, the sentence. He's no. always just, he's just always like, "You ever wonder?" This, this is a true question that was asked today. You ever wonder what port city your people came through? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and she's and she's just like I assume one in the Carolinas. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> that's like the less wholesome version of of what I said on the show last week about how I always feel bad blowing our mutual trans friend up about like trans issues just because I'm really interested in the subject. Mm. I just I can't see myself going to a black person and while I'm also a black person I I still don't I still just don't see it just going up and be like so what port did you come from you know my family's from Wilmington <laughs> a lot of negroes came through Wilmington God. I didn't know that <sighs> yeah no but it's okay because when Francesca's brought up her um her her little DNA thing it, it actually goes all the way down to like the regions in the world specifically. And of course, there's like this weird oblong Venn diagram circling Wilmington, where dad is guessing she came, and Charleston. And those were the only ports that we could name anyway. It was just like <laughs> from somewhere in that region. Ah. Uh. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm looking at family trees now. And then and then somehow that turns into dad talking to her about, well, you know, my great grandfather, he your your husband's great grandfather, he had a red beard like your like your husband, too. Like well, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Because he's a white guy, and that's what they do. <laughs> I have we, she and I talk a lot about that because, like, we have these recessive. I, I have like recessive traits that I kind of wish would would come along down the line, you know. Like, mm. she's brown eyed, obviously, um, and well, not obviously, but you could assume she's going to have brown eyes. Um, and I have blue eyes that turn to gray, which okay. is like a very, very rare and a very recessive trait in in gene wise. So my kids, they come out, they're both brown eyed. And I was like, huh. <laughs> so I guess this this dies with me. And she's like, 
no, they could still have little black babies with blue eyes. Yeah. And I I was like, on one side, it's cute because I think, oh, I could have grandbabies one day. On the other part, it's like, I see (laughs) a little I'm not even 40 yet. (laughs) Yeah, coming for my soul. I don't even, it's it's years before I hit the 40 range. And I'm I'm still teaching my son how to clean his penis. I don't want to know anything. (laughs) Oh, my God. Give him a bath and he reports back down the hall. I clean my penis dad. So, I mean, I don't want to think about that. Also, <laughs> I, am telling, I am absolutely telling whatever he decides to date in his life. That fucking story. Oh, yeah. Dude. Okay. I I don't know if you know this story or not, but I, I don't remember how long into our relationship it was, but it was not. It was not very long. Um and my mom told the story of my circumcision to Kelly. And and the reason that this is a notable event what? is because my circumcision, by the way, my penis is fine now. It's trust me. Um, no, okay, yeah, no. I have to the, take the, word for it. The, yeah, the story of my circumcision is as follows. Oh, okay. I went to my pediatrician's office. Her name, I don't know if she's still alive or not. Her name was or is Dr. Margie. She did my circumcision, but apparently like she, I don't know how exactly she botched it, but she botched it and ended up having to like use fire to fix whatever she fucked up. Yeah. And mom always told the story that always told that story. And then also as part of that story, she told, talked about how when that happened, I made the most blood curdling screaming sound that she has ever heard in her life. And she's never heard anything else. Like she had never heard anything else like that, you know, in, in the rest of her life. I mean, how old were you? Uh, I mean, I was, I, I don't remember it. So I was like a, an infant. So your pediatrician burned baby, burned a baby's dick. Yeah. And- she burned my baby dick. And you're fine now. Yeah, I got I've got like a, a scar. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. I asked because now I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> so I, I, I just asked Kelly how long into the relationship before mom told her the circumcision story. And Kelly's answer was literally the first time she met my mom. So that would have been about five months in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I get it. The first time that Francesca's met my mom was the day I had to tell him that we got married. So I understand. (laughs) Um, I just feel like I, I, I wish moms or or just parents in general in-laws understood the the tone that gets set by that first meeting because like you're you're for real going to set the tone for the remainder of your relationship with that first meeting for me i know i i screwed the pooch on that um went ahead and got married mom not prepared for that shit at all yeah by um, the way mom i'm married <clears throat> yeah you your mom is like, oh, is this the girl? Oh, it's so great to meet you. Let me tell you about your boyfriend's penis. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Two-Face from Batman? 
<laughs> yeah, it's it, uh, you know, my that was that was just my mom. <laughs> no, I love her. I, I don't, I don't think my mom's ever talked about my penis to anybody. I hope. Well, I mean, you know, maybe you should have had a doctor set yours on fire. <laughs> well, I am. I am actually. Um, I am uncircumcised. Um, and I, and we always, I like to make the joke that my, my monk just keeps his head up. That's all. You know? There you go. I mean, um, when he's in the, when he's in the cathedral, he prays just like everyone else. Uh, he just keeps his head up because it's drafty in there. That's all. All right. <clears throat> yeah, this episode has just gone a direction I did not expect whatsoever. You know, I feel like, no, here's the thing. We need to normalize circumcised versus uncircumcised and all that other shit. We shouldn't feel weird about that shit people that, that that get bent out of shape when they talk about um you know somebody's penis or if somebody has foreskin or not like that's a thing i will i will talk about all day long people need to be okay with that shit you know i mean i agree uh and it's interesting like you know we were born in the 80s and the conventional wisdom back then was you know you have your kid circumcised or whatever because right. you know they supposedly it means that things are cleaner and and whatever and that's all been proven like false right since then yeah it's like a religious thing too right yeah um so i don't know why because my family go went to church like crazy i don't know why they decided that they wanted me to be doomed to hell but um i actually you know i'm about to text one of my parents that i am estranged with even the one that comes by the house i am going to <laughs> Just randomly text and be like, can you please tell me the story of why my penis is the way that it is? <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, uh, I'm going to segue into the job segment real quick, just because like it's and it's relevant to this because. Oh, I, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an interview this week where. It was a video interview with the guy that I'd be reporting to for this particular job. And this is the J&B Unemployment Jamboree segment, just so you guys know. Okay. Um, and uh, it was a video interview and I have, you know, my setup or whatever, and you can see my microphone on a video call. <clears throat> and I have a, a pretty nice microphone that I bought last year for, you know, all kinds of random stuff. And uh, he saw it and he complimented it and he asked like what caused me to buy it. And I told him, you know, we, we do a podcast and so on and so forth. And he asked me like for the name of the podcast. Oh. And I, I thought about it for a second <laughs> and I was like, do I really want to share the podcast with this dude who I've literally just met? And the answer was yes, I did. Okay. Okay. And now that I've talked about my penis in an episode, <laughs> Um, maybe, maybe a little bit of regret going on right now. I did, I did warn him that, you know, we use coarse language and talk about sensitive topics. Yeah, that's what this is. This is a, this is a sensitive topic. Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, dude that interviewed me that I don't want, I don't want to use your name just in case somebody else random listens to it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. A, this is one of those sensitive topics with potentially coarse language that I was referring to. Hire me. Yeah, when, when the time comes and you see him around the office and you guys are at the water cooler, um, I know eye contact might be a little strange. Yeah. Um, 
But hey, it's okay. One of the reasons we started this podcast was to normalize conversations. Yeah, well, fortunately, this is a remote job, so he'll never have to see me around the water cooler. <laughs> well, okay. The next, <laughs> the next Zoom meeting that you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he has not listened to this episode by then. I told him the, it was the most recent episode was the trans woman in sports episode. So, you know. I can't so, wait for us to talk about exactly how we're going to blurb this on social media, by the way. I, uh, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> wait till we talk about dicks. <laughs> We talk about ancestry. We, we're going to talk about jobs. Fucking cavemen and dicks and jobs. <laughs> this is the Carolina oh. Social Club. And if you'd like to join us in talking about your dick or your genitals, you know, if you're a woman or whatever, you can do so by joining the Discord at discord.carolinasocialclub.com. And we'll be happy to talk about penises and, <clears throat> and stuff there, too. Speaking of penises, guys, um, texted my father in the middle of all this. Um, literally, the first text that he got from me in days, why was I not circumcised? His response, mom chose not to because at that time, doctors said it would traumatize a child. It's also, <laughs> it's also filled with spelling errors, so I like to believe that he had to fumble his phone because he was like, what the fuck do I do with this information? I mean, that's fair. Because like he's still traumatized, traumatized, um, and he just. My father is not a. What you would say, a complex individual. <laughs> the only way I can put it, he's not exactly um, reading Voltaire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got you. So, I, I, I. Okay, that's all she told me. Maybe she has some other reason. I don't know. I'm not texting my mom. She will call me. <laughs> Let's just, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, guys, tune in next week where we talk more about foreskins. <laughs> um, so pivoting back to the job stuff, how's your yeah? How's your how's your job stuff going? Um, well, uh, I mentioned it to you earlier this week. The job that I was really wanting the most, I got turned down for. Yeah, um, the one I did the most work for reached out to, um, scored the highest on their assessments that they had me do. Like, I thought it was a shoe in, but I guess I just wasn't high enough. Um, it would have been with a company where I would be a marketing supervisor for their legal division. Okay. Um, which was going to be cool as shit. Honestly, everything I read about it just felt like it was going to be cool as shit, and. Um, they were like, we need you to have a very strong um, marketing understanding and social media understanding. Now, if you know me, I fucking am not good at social media. I don't have any. I, I avoid it because um, I'm just not good at it. I, right. I get too butthurt about and I dig into too many online fights. Um, I'm honestly surprised that my Reddit profile is not a disaster. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is in the social media test, I got like a 99 out of 100 on my like skill set with that. Nice. And for the marketing, I got like an 86, which is weird to me because I thought I was the shit with marketing, but it's a lot of jargon that kind of did me in. But either way, it was, great. it was really good. Um, they said they liked what I had but they just went with better candidates. 
and it really deflated me. And, and I told you guys about that too. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing that had happened to me, um, speaking of Reddit, I actually had a conversation that very same day uh, with somebody on the Reddit dads subreddit, one of the, the dads subreddits I'm on, um, who's trying to switch careers and he got turned down for a job. Uh, similarly, and it was really like fucking him up. And as I was giving this guy advice, it kind of dawned on me like, I can't be giving this motherfucker advice and I'm not going through it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm telling this guy, I'm telling this guy, like, you have to not think that they looked at you and said, fuck this guy in particular. They looked at someone else and went with them. It had nothing to do with you. And it's really, really hard to, to frame, I think, for anybody to frame rejection like that. It fucked with me and, and it does, it's going to fuck with me for a while because I really have my heart set on this one. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's something that is a an art form to accept rejection in such a way that helps you understand that it isn't you. You're not going to lose, like you don't lose these jobs because of you. You as a person, you might have not hit all the things that you needed to hit to get their attention. That sure. might be it, but it's not, it's not a, an indictment on who you are you know you know so well the other thing there is that interviewing is a skill and i i think that like one of the things that i've noticed is that as i've taken more interviews in the last couple of weeks my interviews have gotten better and better because up until you know the beginning of february i hadn't had to interview anywhere for seven years and it's so different now than it was back then so it's, it, you know, it's just as much a skill as it is necessary for selling yourself to a company. And I, I think that, I think that it's easy to forget that. You know what I find very, um, I, I've actually thought a lot about you and I had a conversation when, when we were talking about this earlier this week, you said something that just, it just stuck with me and it's, it's been in my head. Like every day I've literally repeated it back to myself. You're talking about your job hunt is like is almost like a shotgun blast. Yeah, and and like you you're going to tag something. You're you're shooting, but like you're not having to shoot in a specific place. You can take something down with a nice like buckshot, yeah. so to speak. And you described my job search as more of a sniper rifle, where I have to be more patient. I'm going to have to be more focused, and I'm going to have to know my target. And I got to tell you, man, that has put such good perspective for me. And it has kept me uh, from really getting too down on this because it's like, yeah, you know, uh, my, my skills, I'm still learning a lot about how to translate them properly. And then you, um, you have so many great skills that are easily translatable to multiple fields. And it's just a matter of, for me, learning how to sell them. And then for you, it's, I guess, as much the same. But your your skills are, I guess, they're just easier for you to 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 find work for. I I say that my skill set is industry agnostic because I can do, you know, IT and I can do operations stuff mm-hmm. in literally any field. Whereas yeah. you know, someone like Kelly, for example, and you have a very specific skill set that you work within and so it makes the jobs that you find you know very much more tailored to you in some ways but 
and and probably there are fewer people going for them because like to give you an example i have applied for jobs where i've seen the the metric on linkedin where it's like you know 300 plus applicants 400 plus applicants and i don't i don't know about you but like when she's applied to stuff it hasn't totally been like that i think i told you like i think on a prior episode we we mentioned this i think the most i've seen on jobs i've applied to is like 12 people yeah like that's never going to be a thing for me that's that's the that's the drawback i honestly feel like if i found a job and i apply and i wanted to apply for it it said like 300 i honestly feel like i just wouldn't even apply i would already defeat myself i don't don't know and that and that sucks like because it could be a really great gig and you could be the right person for it and if you if you see that then and you you know talk yourself out of it then that that's rough you're i mean you're right and you know, thanks to your earth shattering confidence, I don't know how I'm not going to do it after you've like said I could. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, huh. people tell you, know, and I'll tell you guys this, I'm, I'm going to suck up to, to Josh, even, even when he drives me crazy. Um, you should always look at yourself the way that people look at you. It's hard. It's it hard is. to do that. It is. It, it really is. And people say, look at, look like, think of yourself the way your dog thinks of you. And I, and I get that. But like, <laughs> if I thought of myself the way that you think of me, I feel like I would, I would have, like, I don't want to, not to sound negative, like your ego. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would have, like, your, your confidence. Cause guys, we've been in, in discords together and I've seen this motherfucker, like, just pop into a chat room and just be like, yeah, I'm the shit. And everybody in the room is like, oh, yeah, no, he really is the shit. So there is no discussion here. <laughs> There's no debate on his shitness. <laughs> so yeah, one, of the, one of the things that, that like I wanted to make sure I did uh, with this job search versus previous job searches is uh, not be a dead princess. And that's a that's a Kelly phrase, you know, because before I've been unemployed while with Kelly twice now. Uh-huh. Um, maybe. I guess maybe this is the third time um, and I've applied for stuff and I have, I've taken a more precision approach to it and I've applied for less things. And so you get really invested in the ones that you, you know, get steps into or whatever. And it's really easy to get down and be like, I'm not going to get this. Like, I'm not going to get anything. I'm going to have to go work for fucking Publix or, or whatever, which probably is a great place to work. I'm going to be wrong, but right. I got, I got bills. And it's also, it's also a situation where you know your skill set won't get used and it will demoralize you if you say Yeah. And th- this time I was like, no, I'm good. This is an opportunity, you know? Um, I'm going to stay confident and use that to carry me because I know that there are going to be, and there have been, there are going to be bumps in the road on this job search. Like, I haven't gotten any offers yet. I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I get some or one or whatever soon, but... You know, I've had interviews. I've had situations where I had an interview and then the, and then the company totally ghosted me, basically. Um, I had a situation this week where I, the company, I don't know if I talked to you guys about this or not, but the company in Charlotte, who uh, mm-hmm. is the hobbyist company or whatever, they sent me an email through LinkedIn and said, like, we were looking at your resume and we would like to ask you to apply for this position. Right, yeah. And they included the link and, and so on and so forth. So I did. And then like 
Thursday afternoon, like maybe three days after I applied for it, or maybe like five days after I applied for it. Right. I got the automated indeed rejection. Mm. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like you guys, I didn't even, I didn't seek this company out. Right. Right. You guys, you guys asked me to apply and then you decided that you didn't even want to interview me. So that, that, that one kind of fucked with me a little bit because like what? Look, I worry about those. I, I, I wonder about those because I get those too, you know, yeah. and then get nothing in return. And it's just like, I don't know how these things work. I don't know if it's a person that's like just clicking a button and sees our resumes and likes them. I don't know if it's just an algorithm that the company has gotten put together and has fed into Indeed and LinkedIn and been like, send an automated email to these people. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly how this works. Um, but I do know that when you are looking for something and you get that email saying, we've seen your stuff and we like your stuff, it's, it's like the, it's a spark, man. Yeah. It's a spark and it feels like it gets snuffed out and it sucks every time. Well, I was, you know, when I, when I got the thing, I, I looked up the company because I research every place that like wants to do a phone screen basically. Right. And, uh, I was like, well, I'd have to move to Charlotte. I talked about this in the last episode. I would have to move to Charlotte. I, I, you know, which is which is great for a, a number of reasons. And yeah, <laughs> and I was like, so that's that's something that we'd have to consider. And we've talked about moving. So that's cool. And and then it's just like gone. And that that oh. that one was rough. But, you know, you still still look ahead, do the best you can. And it's and it's tough. Like I've got I've got some second and third rounds coming up this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully can uh, get something done soon because I'm like, I think I've said this every episode since I lost my job, like I'm ready to go back to work. Yeah, uh, at this point, I'm 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 worried about the fast turnaround that I'd have to put together to get Owen into another daycare. Um, but but it'd be worth it. Yeah. Care. You know, I'll spend a second mortgage if it means I can get something going. Or if it's fully remote and no one would speak to me, he gets to stay at home and I could bank that money and I'd feel like a fucking G. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Nah. Wow. So fingers crossed for next week to get some more, some cool shit. Yeah, you, know, you too, man. Get get a, get um, a get a little message from somebody that's like, hey. Yeah. Maybe 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 we can, you know, get Eddie to to tell us how he does it. Yeah, what is it be like? What is working like, Eddie? What is it? Yeah, Eddie. You know, I mean, you're you're not here, so. <laughs> I don't I just wonder Eddie the only thing I know that works when you're not around is my internet so I don't know if I know anything about working when you're here and just Eddie I don't even know if you're ever going to listen to this if you're sitting in California sipping pina coladas and watching the sunset over Monterey or whatever it is you're doing and all the senoras and senoritas that are around you and you're sitting there strumming a guitar with a straw hat on and you're kind of thumbing through your Spotify and you see, oh, hey, they, they decided to do something without me. Uh, well, that's, that's weird. <laughs> clicks it and he listens and he kind of just calmly turns it off and he looks over and he goes, Isabella, como esta? Messi, así. Como esta, tú? Yeah, no, no. Those pendejos, I ain't worried about them. No, it's true. Um... Okay. There was a quick topic suggestion 
earlier today about the racial makeup of people wearing masks. I don't, okay. I, I don't have like numbers on this, but I know that at my old job, one of the things that they were uh, debating over was forcing a vaccine requirement. Yeah. And our HR guy was very concerned because of, you know, the, the and I, you can probably elaborate on this some, I would guess, like the history of, of black people and vaccines and how a lot of black people don't trust vaccines. Oh, absolutely. And uh, how that's, you know, translated to their mask wearing and things like that. I don't think I, I've, when, I, when the pandemic was in a more, aggressive position than it is right now. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think I ever saw any black people that weren't wearing masks. No, it was, it was um, very rare if I did. I, I've seen a lot of people that like scoff at mask wearing or a lot of black people that scoffed at mask wearing simply because they were being told to do it. Right. Um, and a lot of that, man, I, I honestly, come on, let's be real here, guys. Um, if you're a minority, I think you understand when I say the governments have got to give you a reason for you to trust them before you listen to the shit they say. Yep. And Lord knows the federal government has actively looked at ways to screw over the black community in this country. So them not wanting to touch wearing a mask because the federal government is like strongly recommended it or them saying put this vaccine in your system and they're thinking about all the, the sterilization that natives went through and that black people went through and and all the tests that got ran i get it i don't know the percentages per se i do know that black people and hispanic people were far below um white people for a long time on the vaccine rates let alone masking yeah um in charlotte i never saw that many black people that weren't masked up it was mostly white people that were ready to die anyway yeah so, uh, I, most most black people I saw were very, very much about their business. They kept their mask on. They wore them properly. They didn't have their nose dicks out. Um, they, you know, some of them were still wearing gloves. I think I saw a black lady at a store last week still wearing like surgical gloves. So well, more power to her. Yeah. Um, but I imagine they probably took the mask wearing a lot faster than they would take the vaccines. That's that, me. Yeah, that makes, I mean, it makes sense based on, you know, what I know about all that stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that, that leads me to wonder, dude, if it was black people that were, or, or another minority or the native population, if they were the ones that were voicing the anti-vax stuff the most, would we look at it the same way? Um. I mean, there's a part of me that wants to say, no, it would be looked at the same way, but I don't, I don't think that's true. I think that, that there is a, a, a big sect of white people that would diminish or attempt to diminish that, that kind of stuff coming from another, like a minority group. Yeah. I, it's, that's just an interesting what if that I'm glad that we'll never have to have answered for us, but I think in a way we kind of know how the answer would go. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I would not be against it. It's one of, those, one of those things. I've never 
batted an eye and, and thought like to look cross-eyed at any any black person that doesn't trust the police. I'm like, yeah. you've got every reason to feel that way, dude. Yep. I understand it. So you got every reason not to trust the vaccine. If science is telling you something, yeah, well, science can lie to you, right? Yeah, I get it. I completely understand your trepidation. I my hats off to those people that maybe not trust, maybe just caution that that didn't that didn't fall to uh to paranoia and actually just stuck it out and and did what they needed to do for society you know my wife big time she was like i'd rather get stuck than die <laughs> and was makes, makes sense you know i we talk about black people but again I, I mentioned hispanics as well um a lot of those people i know that i had some hispanics that i taught that I know at least two families that had illegal uh, aliens in the family or illegal, you know, people in the family. Um, And they were like, yeah, no, they're worried if we get vaccinated, they'll put us on a list and the government can find us. Like, well, yeah, no fucking shit. You don't want to get vaccinated. I understand. Yeah. It has less to do with the vaccine and more to do with the government. Fuck. Why would I trust Pfizer? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh it's an interesting thing to think about. Um the conversation in the Discord was like was was kind of along the lines of what we what we were saying. Is it mostly mostly black men and women older than 30 wearing masks? 90% of black people wear masks. Yes, large exactly. large black population wearing masks. So right. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I wish that I had known. I, I I brought up some some papers that I would love to look at now after because it's gonna have me questioning it. Seeing as how we know that Eddie doesn't care enough about us to be back next week, I know that we can always just make that a two parter and come back to it. <laughs> oh, Eddie, I don't know how you could abandon us like this. It's not fair. It's not fair. He had you all to himself last week, and then he's like, "I've had enough." Yeah, I mean, I get it. Fucked up, man. Maybe, so, it's a, maybe it was a job retreat that he's on. <laughs> he's like, I just, I just can't be doing this while I'm trying to be on this job retreat. No, uh, I've got to enjoy my capitalism while I still can. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, Eddie and I did a random topic generator episode one time when you weren't available it was like the first time right that yeah, yeah yeah it yeah. was like i think episode like four or something like that maybe right or it was actually episode three okay so there you go um right. we're gonna do that now since eddie's gone it's you and me okay generate some okay. random topics very first question what are some things that you should not say during a job interview <laughs> that you should not say during a job interview I think the, the yeah. easiest one is like, don't talk shit about your previous employer. It just feels like you've just given me something for whose line is it anyway. You know what I mean? I mean, kind of. No. Um, yeah. God, don't talk shit about your last employer. Don't don't talk shit in general. The last thing you need to do is go in there acting like you're in charge of the meeting. Right. Like, know your worth. I get all that shit. But don't go in there and be like, you are wasting my time. Yeah. Right now. Oh, man. If you go to one of those work reform subreddits or whatever, um, there's so many of them that get this highfalutin idea of who they are 
to the to the detriment of the people that are going to be interviewing them. Like I get it, some businesses will fuck you over with timing, and they will take forever to respond to you, and they suck. But man, don't don't go in there waving your dick around to the the recruiter or the HR person who is speaking to you. Or if you make it to round two, three, or whatever, and you're talking to like a VP. Yeah, if you're definitely, if you're on like your second or third job interview and you go in there bitching about the fact you're on your second or third job interview, like, why are you there? Yeah, I mean, at, at certain levels, you you need to expect to have three or four rounds of, of job interviews. That's just how yeah. it goes. I think oh, yeah. one of the things that I would say you should not say is is anything that like isn't, um, you know, well-mannered. Yeah, you're having a conversation with the person, but this person is not your friend. This is the first time you've met them. So, like, just be chill. Yeah. Don't say dumb above, shit. Above all else, you're not there to tell fucking stories. Answer the question. Yeah. If, you, if, if they ask you, what would you do in this situation? And you say, this reminds me of, just stop right there. Because you've already <laughs> fucked yourself. Just shut up and just be like, this is what I would do in this situation. Yeah, you can reframe your story and, in a way that just answers the question. They, nobody cares about the particulars. Yeah, no, I think one time I fucked up an interview by casually mentioning the, that I had kids. Like, never once was it actually asked in the interview. And this was this was actually, like, maybe about a year ago. Um, but, yeah, he didn't want to know my personal life. He didn't fucking care what I was doing at my other school. I he didn't will want say, to know what I would do at his school. I will say I was a little shocked that the guy asked me about the name of the podcast when it came up. Um, just because like, it's not something I would have expected to have to not to have to answer. Like I wasn't forced to answer it. He, and he gave me an out if I wanted it. I just, I was, I was surprised. Did you explain to him that you're a middle-aged white dude in the middle of a pandemic? Of course you have a podcast. (laughs) Um, not exactly, but you know, I think that he got it. Like you you (laughs) can take one look at my setup and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is a guy who streams something. I don't know what, but he streams something. Yep. All right, next topic. Let's see. That's lame. 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 Oh, my God. These are these are lame. This is a very piss poor random topic generator. There, have, you ever, have you ever peed in the shower? Yes, all the fucking time. It's efficient. Yeah, like, why would I, why would I not? So I don't, but part of that is because it takes a long time for my water to heat up. So I just like, I brush my teeth, I pee all before the water heats up in my shower. Um, you know, and, and I've peed like uh, before I've hopped in the shower. Yeah. Um, but I've also peed in the shower. Um, I think the worst is thinking early on in my marriage that I could get away with peeing if we were showering together. Uh-huh. Um, because sometimes here's the thing early on in the marriage you have you have showers together because it's it's romantic and maybe it's a little sexy and you're like yeah this is this is kind of hot right yeah there's nowhere, <laughs> for us, there's nowhere for us to pose but yeah we're all wet Ooh. but then that's all fine and good until eventually she says oh my god are you peeing <laughs> and i'm not i'm not saying necessarily that i speak from experience but i speak from experience when i say the one time I remember that I was peeing, it was we had the lights off. I had peed on her, and I knew that because I was close to her, and I was like, I don't smell anything, so I know she's it's all fine and good. And she goes, No, 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 no. 
It's a lot warmer on my leg than it was before. That is not water. <laughs> you just peed. Of course, <sighs> what are you going to do, right? Yeah, I mean. And I've, tried, and I've tried to tell her it's okay to pee, you know, but telling a woman that to pee standing up is, it can be very difficult for them. Yeah, that's not a conversation I would ever try to have. <laughs> yeah, no. So have you peed in the shower? Yeah, I mean, like when I was younger and stuff. You know what's really bad is when you pee in the shower and it's almost like you would think the water would dilute it, but no, it actually concentrates the smell. It does because of the steam. And it's the worst. Yep. It's so bad. That's that's when you make sure if you're going to pee in the shower, guys, drink a lot of water first. <laughs> make sure that shit's almost clear. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. You got to make sure it's something that can pass like um, a drug test. Uh, yep. It's a wonderful topic. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Next one. I mean, it goes well with our dick conversation. From I, you know, I thought so, too. All right. What's better, having high expectations or having low expectations? Um, so funny enough, I got to tell you, um, my, my therapist, I told her that I have low expectations for everything. And she was just like, well, that's bullshit. So I guess she's <laughs> probably say hi. Yeah. Uh, that I should have higher expectations, but you know, it's that whole thing about the lower your expectations, the less chance you have of being disappointed. So think, think about it like this. Because I'm I'm a high expectations kind of guy. If you have high expectations and it doesn't go your way, you can say, well, I had pretty high expectations for this. Right. And there's there's a cushion right between between your high expectation, and your low expectation. If you have it, that, that kind of like insulates you from an ego perspective. When something doesn't go right. Uh-huh. You know, if you have low expectations, you don't have that cushion. And if something doesn't go your way, you don't have the ability to say, well, you know, I had pretty high expectations for this. It's it's all good. That's just my you know that's my take on it. But you know what? I think this perfectly encapsulates the the kind of the dichotomy between us. I have a low opinion of myself and you have a high opinion of yourself. So my expectations for others is as low as my opinion is for me. And then that's when I'm like, I'm not disappointed because, you know, I, I have low expectations for myself. And then whenever you have high expectations of things, you're, it, it kind of falls in line with you because you have high expectations for yourself. Yeah. I put you know, a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. That way. I, I would say, honestly, I think high expectations is better. Um, and I'm trying to get there. I, I'm working on it, especially because, you know, teaching kids, you don't want them to have low expectations. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's important because my son has been diagnosed with uh, rejection dysphoria as part of his ADHD. Like it really will wreck him to the point of like he will come close to hitting himself. He'd be so angry with himself for getting something wrong. And it's just like temper your expectations, but yeah, but when you're you're five, and I know you don't understand <laughs> what that means because it's a it's funny to say, yeah, dude, you're five. I know I get it. Like him, but for him, that's as far as he's gotten in life so far. So this is it for him. Yep. And and so if he doesn't know something, it fucks him up royally. Now, what I love, I will say this, guys. Um, my son actually got 
uh, nominated by his class to run for class president. Awesome. That's badass. So, yeah. I was so proud of him. He got, he got nominated um, because he exhibited the characteristics of kindness and leadership. And I'm like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Now, here's the thing. I learned that he got nominated and I never heard about it after that. And then last week I asked him, dude, what happened with the, the president thing? And he's like, oh, this other kid won. Oh, you good? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, Sharia was really sad. She was really, but she didn't get nominated at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I like that. There you go. You have perspective. I'm like, look at it like this. You were one of the, the four kids that the rest of the kids believed in. That's dope. Yep. As far as I'm concerned, you won. That's that's awesome. So yeah, if I all that to say high expectations is where I think it's at. I'm gonna get there. I hope you do. Next one. Do you believe in a higher being? <laughs> oh, you go first. I, I don't. Um, at least in the sense that, like, I don't believe that there is one God that is responsible for everything that happens or has happened or whatever. Um, I think that it's possible that there could be some kind of like cosmic force that, you know, does some stuff, but I'm very much, uh, an analytical person and I don't, I just don't see it. I just really don't see it. Um, I've I've dabbled with Buddhism a little bit, and that kind of like has helped me align some of my values as far as you know being a person is concerned. But one of the big things about Buddhism is that you're not you're not worshiping, like you're not actively worshiping a, a deity of any kind. You're just like living right. a good life and and following like these you know the precepts and that kind of stuff. Um, a sidebar on that. Sure. Real quick completely off topic my father texted me again to say that mom was very anti-war she was one of those hippies and after vietnam and it was a stance of of hippies in that era to be anti-circumcision so it really helped to strengthen her anti-circumcision stance Alrighty then i didn't know that shit that's why i wanted to share it that's insane yeah that's wild um anyway um I really want there to be one. No, I, I want there to be one to explain things. It, it's it's really hard because if you want answers for things that you can't get answers to. And I want to believe that there's something out there. I don't think anybody got it right at all. Um, so I'm always on the quest for there to be something else. I get that. But... but um, it isn't a matter of me sitting here thinking, you know, oh, there's a God, there's a God. Oh, thank you, God. You know, I, I'm a huge Buddhism fan as well. Um, my therapist is a non-practicing Buddhist. So okay. All, all of my shit, that she, all the skills that she gives me are all like Eastern religion based. So they're big time. Um, I'll, I'll share with some links later, but um. You want there to be something just so you can feel like there's some kind of ability to take your hands off a little bit and say, okay, this is somebody else's will. Yeah. But 
No, no. In the in the grand scheme of things, I don't believe in one. I guess. I, I, I get that. I, it would be nice to like when we get to the end of the road, have have an explanation or have something or someone or whatever that can give an explanation to the things the that have happened and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The beautiful thing about that, though, for me, is that the one bit of peace that I've taken from my constant struggles with thinking about religion, because I, I grew up highly religious, like big time, uh, big time conservative religion family. Um, I am a huge proponent of live your life well. And if you die and there is something there and you get a bonus for that, awesome. But if you die and you don't get a bonus for that, well, fuck whatever is there because you were still a good person. Yeah. You know, um, I definitely am not a fan of all those religions that are like, yeah, pedophiles, they absolutely have a place in heaven if they just get their sins forgiven. Nah, fuck that. Fuck right, that. right. But my my wife told me today, um, randomly on topic, she said, I had a conversation with your grandmother before she passed. She was um trying to get me to delete some spam off of her her internet, <laughs> uh, her her computer one day. And she's like, I was helping her, and she just took a long drag off of her cigarette and she looked at me and she says, You know, I think I'm going to hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, because he's not there. Um but she, hey. she's she, she was like i asked her like why why did you why did why for one of you never told me that and for two why did she say that and she's like well that's just it it just kind of came out after a long drag of a cigarette and uh that was it she's like i didn't know what to say so i didn't bother to say anything else <laughs> that's 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 fair <laughs> that's- so Man. Hopefully I see you on the other side, Grandma. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, last one, and then we're going to wrap it up. What is one thing you would like to become better at? Oh, man, we've been talking about it all night, haven't we? Like, I want to be better at believing in myself. I mean, if we're talking about skill set, then, you know, probably baking. Okay. <laughs> but, but No, that's totally, I mean, that's... I get that. I want to. I want to be able to not take defeat uh, like a defeat, and I want to be able to practice all the things I preach to my kids. Because the thing I keep telling my kids, um, especially my big one who understands what I'm saying, is that like you only lose when you quit, and if you don't quit, you don't lose. And it's funny because you know Scott Hall just passed, and there's a clip of him from Jerry Springer saying that exact shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm like. Well, yeah that's a that's a wise that's wise like just don't quit yep and I, I i tell my son every morning like when i'm taking him to school i say um today's a good day to have a good day you know and be the best student you can be baby and i say it just like that because it makes him giggle <laughs> but at the same time at the same time i'll always throw in something else at the end and usually it's like you never quit or you can't lose you don't lose because you don't know how or excellence is a habit you know it's not something you have and so like i I want him to get those things but but i also want to get them myself what about you buddy i dig that um for me it's i want to be better at practical things around the house like fixing stuff uh 
working with electronics, being better with my hands, which which sounds wild because I'm a violinist and I type really fast. So you would think that like my finger dexterity would be in a pretty good spot, but it's not. Um, I want to be example of something. Uh, I it took me a really long time to get comfortable using a screwdriver. Okay. Because I would always like drop the screws or you know screw something in crooked or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, I would like to learn how to solder, which is kind of along those same lines. Um, yeah. I'm just it's just something it's something that I'm kind of like uh, hesitant about starting. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't I don't. I don't want to fuck it up. I want to get, and the other thing is, is I want to get better at failing. Right. I'm not, I'm not good at failing. I, um, I completely get that. I, I can, I talk a lot of negative shit about my dad, but one of the things that my dad did teach me, like the best thing he did teach me was he, he showed me how to do shit like that. Um, and I hate screwdrivers. I'm with you right there. Thank God I bought a screwdriver with a magnet head. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know it, it's it's very interesting because my my brother who works military intelligence like the boys are working overtime dealing with this thing in ukraine yeah um because i have not spoken to him hardly at all um think about all that think about the tours he's done in the desert you know after 9 11 and he doesn't know how to change a tire now the thing is he gets stuck on that and he will tell me, like, it bugs the shit out of him that I know how to change a tire and he doesn't. And I'm like, motherfucker, you were on, you were a part of the operation that got Osama bin Laden. I don't fucking know. You weren't one of the guys on the ground, but you were one of the intel guys. So, like, I'm pretty sure that's pretty dope, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I completely understand, man. I really do. My, my dad has showed me some stuff. And it's like I've it's taken, you know, I've I've been able to pick it up. But Kelly is way more handy than I am. And, you know, that yeah. would bother some people does not bother me. Um, my my brother that. got. Yeah, my, my brother got the uh, the, you know, technical mechanical gene or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got the um, I got whatever else I got. Well, you're, you're a Neanderthal, remember? So. Yeah, it's true. You you if you can't use a club on it, why would you even have it? Yeah, I can club I can club shit over its head. Yeah. Oh man. Um no, I get it. I get it. And I and I only brought up baking for me because like we were my wife and I were just talking about that. I I wish I could bake. But it's like such a precise thing. I fear that yeah. I don't have the patience for that. Yeah, I these. get that these baking shows like the great British baking show or mm-hmm. watching um she started watching last night the show uh called is it cake on Netflix which is all about <laughs> making cake that looks like other foods or yeah. other other objects to try to fool people I see those videos on TikTok every once in a while right exactly and I'm just like dude I wish I knew how to do that shit I wish I wish my fuck it's so intimidating you guys should watch nailed it on netflix it's not oh, we do. okay <laughs> nicole Byer is awesome i'm a big fan of nicole Byer for sure she's got yes. a podcast that's really good too i am i am not ashamed to say you know i know nicole Byer probably will never hear this but girl <laughs> i was a single if i was a single man i would put the hurting on your ass I'm sorry. <laughs> I, would, I would i would be like 
try my best to play it cool, but I know that you you probably are, are slicker than I am, or I don't know. But uh, you know, I'll let your boy Nicole. There you go. And an alternate reality, not right now because I'm I'm married, you know. But fair enough. Yeah, alternate world. We meant to be, baby. I love you, honey. If you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> and and on that note, we're gonna call it for this week. <laughs> Episode eighteen. It's been a been an interesting ride. Um, Eddie will not be here next week either. Uh, if we want to take, I don't know if we're going to take the week off or I haven't. You know, we haven't really talked about it, but you know, maybe episode nineteen next week. Maybe not. Here's here's the thing, guys. My internet it works wonders right now. So as far as I'm concerned, we'll be here next week. We'll see, All right. see what happens. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, uh, y'all well, for for B. I'm Josh. What you got? Uh, man, I ain't got nothing, man. I just want to say, you know, thanks guys for listening. I had a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, same here. It's uh, it's rare that you and I just get to chat. I know, fucking Eddie. Yeah. Thank God he's over there at Mar-a-Lago West. <laughs> Mar-a-Lago <laughs> West. <laughs> Discord.CarolinaSocialClub.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. All that fun stuff. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week.